Yes, indeed, there are more questions and answers. Like if Helen Keller had ESP, would you say that she had a fourth sense? Hi, America. Hello, world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show and we are completely live and unedited. What could possibly go wrong? Let me start by introducing tonight's guest panel. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She has been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised this week that you should never go to bed angry. It is much better to stay awake plotting your revenge. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather. That's true. She is a Scorpio, ladies and gentlemen, so beware. <laughs> we also have with us the analytical and sceptical mind of Kim Gore. Kim is also a talented and valued member of the International Paranormal Society. Kim realised this week that the difference between roast beef and pea soup is that anyone can roast beef. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. Finally. Oh, Nathan. It took him a while, ladies and gentlemen, but he got there in the end. Finally on tonight's show, I wish to introduce the calm and unflappable Greg Gore. He is married to Kim and we shall see if this is still the case after tonight's show. Greg is a paranormal investigator and tech expert. He owns and operates more cameras than leads than the BBC outside broadcast department. He is also a sound engineer and producer. Greg wondered this week why the Frisbee was getting bigger. And then it hit him. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Greg. Hello. I love this show. I love it. It's a joy. Every Friday, just gone 10 o'clock on darkmatterradio.net. This is Series 2, Episode 20. As That's is always crazy. the case. I know. Who knew? Where did that go? 20 no shows already in our second series. If people are interested, by the way, in catching up, on any of our previous shows, all of our shows of the last two years, both Series 1 and Series 2, are currently available. They're archived on iTunes, but also on SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com and type in MQTA Radio, you will find all of our shows over the last two years for your perusal. And there's some fabulous ones in there for listening to. That's if you're at the gym or in the car or going out for a walk, perhaps, with the dog, or when you're lying in bed 
late at night listening to the dulcet tones of an Englishman telling horror stories. <laughs> this would be my advice. You're welcome to join us <laughs> on there as well. But 20 is a fabulous number, of course. There are 20 is a score. We know that. 20 is otherwise known as a score. And the term score was used by Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address and Martin Luther King in his I Have a Dream speech. So my advice, based on what happened to two of them, is to leave the word score out of any speeches you have planned in the near future. <laughs> Would be my advice. 20, of course, is CB slang for your location. So our 20 is currently Mountain Lake in the southwest of Minnesota. 20 is also the atomic number of what? I'm looking at Nathan now. He's our expert in all things chemical and biological. He's a PhD. 20. I'm testing Ox your brains oxygen here. Oxygen is 16 sulfur? Sulfur. You're close, sir. It is calcium. Milk being one of the biggest providers of that. I learned at a very young age that you can't hide broccoli in a glass of milk. <laughs> you tried. Welcome to the show, one and all. Before we start, I just want to mention that my latest book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, what the Bible says about mediums, healers and paranormal investigate is now available to buy so if people are interested in that is on amazon barnes and noble and all good bookshops we run into the round that is ghosts and hauntings with a flashlight in one hand and a broken k2 meter into the other blinking into the darkness of the basement i have a story here that starts did you spot a ghostly face during last friday's thunderstorms scary apparition caught on camera Last week's thunderstorms were scary enough, with giant hailstones and danger-to-life warnings issued by the Met Office. But one night gazer has captured an even more terrifying sight. A ghostly face appeared in the clouds as thunder and lightning hit castle fields, run corn in Britain. Sarah Halfpenny, 27, filmed the apparition. Hold on. Yes. What's her name? Sarah Halfpenny. Halfpenny. H-A-L-F-Penny. Yes. It's Haypenny. Oh, okay. Yes, well. but it's actually spelt half penny. It would be it would be half penny. I'm not going to call a halfpenny. Halfpenny. <laughs> you got an halfpenny, governor? I need a cup of tea. Cup of I, rosy I just Lee. wanted you to. I've never heard that name before. Go that ahead. last name, half penny. The half pennies <laughs> never made it over to America. They decided to stay where they were, living in the slums of Liverpool, <laughs> yes. rather than getting the ferry across. And if you say halfpenny, people don't know what that is. Yes, people won't know what a halfpenny is of course because we left that all behind when we embraced decimalization in 1972 do you remember that here at all what you, you had a bit of a play with it at one time i believe and yes. kind of threw it to one side there are only three countries in the world that embrace imperialistic measurements they are america Burkina faso and liberia so you're in good company <laughs> i think america <laughs> wants to think that whatever they do people will follow them but people have left this behind a very very long time ago mm -hmm. so a halfpenny would be a half penny in old english money she told the liverpool echo we were outside watching the storm and i filmed it on my phone i didn't realize until this morning when my friend said it looks just like a face it's just mad the way it happened. I can't figure out what it looks like. Well, you just said it looks like a face. Sarah 27 said her footage has sparked a storm of debate about just what showed up in the night sky. She added, I've had lots of comments saying it looks like a cat or the Grinch. And some people have even called it the witness spirit. Apparently, Sarah and her friend have not answered any of their posts and have not gone out since. Perhaps two's a company, but three's a cloud. <laughs> no. If you get down right underneath it, apparently, and look up, you can see it's thunderwear. <laughs> no, if no. people wish to no. see Don't encourage them. the ghostly cloud, they are more than welcome to do so. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see the ghostly cloud looking down from the skies of Liverpool. I shall give myself a nice rounded two points to start with. <laughs> Heather, you are on minus four because you made jokes about me before the show started. <laughs> what have you got tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Mystery undertaker spotted paddling in a coffin on a lake next to hospice for terminally ill. Paddling in a, a coffin. coffin. In a pond. Having trouble with the damp, then, I'm suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> Terminally ill patients have been left traumatized after a man paddled on the water of a lake dressed as an undertaker yards from a hospice. Wow. Your taxi's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> 
Relatives of those receiving end-of-life care at the hospice have slammed the man for his actions after he took to the water in the Australian capital of Canberra. Canberra. Yeah. Canberra. Yeah, like Hanna-Barbera. Canberra. The United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) Let's live across the border to Canada. (laughs) Can you do this any Canada? No, I'm pushing it as hard as I can. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he was using a coffin for a stand-up paddleboard. The stunt took place on the misty waters of Lake Burley Griffin near the Clare Holland House Hospice. Wow, well done. Which sits on the edge of the water. Patients could see the man make his way across the lake from the windows of their rooms, prompting their relatives to describe his actions as inappropriate and insensitive. Isn't this sticks coming across the river for you? And you have to pay uh, the per- exactly. You have to pay a coin. I actually put uh, the picture of him because somebody took a picture of him doing it as my um, uh, cover on, on my Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, well, that's yeah. just sick. What's wrong with you? I, well, you know. <laughs> Dark. Uh, others were left confused and freaked out by the man and his bizarre vessel, which was decorated with brightly colored plastic flowers. Fascinating. Jean McLaughlin was left baffled when she witnessed the stunt. In the distance, we noticed a figure emerge from the thick fog. Can you imagine? Wow. A guy paddling a coffin <laughs> from the fog. Oh, God. Um, they have it, trouble in Amsterdam. I've been to many of the graves in Amsterdam, and of course Holland is actually below seawater, mm-hmm. so they have a lot of problems. I went there to investigate some of my geme- genealogy, even um, on the back of the fact that I discovered I had some Dutch ancestry that I never knew I had. And this is remarkable. I started researching my family tree, found out that my seventh great grandmother was Dutch, went over to Amsterdam, went to the records office. I gave the woman all my information. She spoke perfect English, of course, as the Dutch do. We're at the reception area there. She sat at the desk. I said to her while she was working, I only just found out that I've got Dutch relatives. And she looked at me and said, well, it could be worse. And I said, you're right. It could be French. And we hugged. We hugged one another. We did. This was the Dutch and the English coming together in a realisation that it could, in fact, be worse. Sorry, Greg. Yes, Greg has some French ancestry. You can tell that because he doesn't wash. Uh, This was a figure of a man. He was actually dressed in a tuxedo when he did it and a top hat uh, on the stand-up coffin, complete with flowers paddling towards us. Uh, There have been actually several sightings of the man dressed in funeral attire paddling on the water. Uh, Hundreds took to Twitter to share the images following the latest sighting on Thursday. Uh, the website claims to have received an email from Tom's account identifying himself as the lost undertaker, in which he describes himself as being shy and not a publicity seeker, really. It adds, his purpose is to give hope to the oppressed and to put the fear of God into the oppressors, villains, and rogues that surround us all. Wow. Isn't I didn't actually great? get to the end of my story. I was so busy telling jokes about the French. The point was that when I went to the graveyard, they were all sunken. There was water oh, in all the graves. You, ha- you wanted to finish. There was a point there. Oh. Yes, I got there in the end. <laughs> I shall give myself two points for finishing oh, your story. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Well, you started on minus four, and that was a fabulous story, and it made us all laugh, so you're now on minus three. <laughs> It reminds me, there was a poster in the Victorian period in London that showed a skeleton, you know, with a coffin, sitting in a coffin, riding up the River Thames. If people are interested in that, it was an advert. I guess an advert's the wrong word. Advert for cholera. (laughs) Buy one, get two free. No, cholera, um, not a good thing, of course, um, was advertised about poor water conditions and the Thames, and people were just flushing sewage into the Thames and all sorts. But if people wish to see that, there is a historic poster of death paddling a coffin up the River Thames. Wow. Sort of as a government health warning back in the day, I guess. And it just reminded me of that as you were going through your story. I was reminded of Britain's miserable past and cholera. It smelt so bad, the Thames, apparently. And if anyone's been to London, the House of Commons, where all the Parliament is there and all the uh, MPs, uh, members for Parliament, meet there. And uh, the stench was so bad, apparently, that the politicians had to do something about it because it was affecting them. It's not until it actually affects the politicians that actually want to do something about it. And that's what happened back in the day. I have a story here that says pregnant woman sees ghost of her mum staring back at her from her baby scan. A pregnant woman claims she can see the ghost of her mother staring back at her from her baby's scan. You wouldn't want your mother in there, would you, is what I'm saying. 
I was thinking that when you said that. I know, that would be terrible. Heather once scared her gynecologist when she learnt ventriloquism. (laughs) 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 Rebecca Nathan used to be a gynecologist, did you know that? He doesn't still practice, but he likes to keep his hand in. (laughs) Rebecca Melia lost her mum, Sharon, to kidney cancer in February. She said she never got the opportunity to tell her she was pregnant with her grandchild. Sharon, just 49 when she died, had battled cancer for three years. But the family say they feel her presence with them and know she's watching over the family. Now Rebecca, 30, is even more sure that her mum is watching over the family and her unborn child after seeing her face appear in a baby scan. Rebecca went for a scan and started to worry when nurses were taking a long time to bring back her scan pictures. I bet she thought her baby had like two heads or something. (laughs) She said... They had me there for a long time and I could tell they had seen something on the scan. I was convinced it was something wrong with the boy, not even thinking what it was to come. The lady gave me the picture and she said, I think you might like this one, with a smile on her face. The nurses knew my mother had passed away. She said, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked, happy and overwhelmed all at the same time. My mum's face, which I longed to see, was there as clear as day on my scan. And I wanted to share this story to bring comfort to others who have lost their loved ones and show this is proof that loved ones who have died may not be seen, but they are still there. She said, the more pregnant I get, the more strangers smile at me. Probably because you're now fatter than they are. (laughs) Kim, what have you got for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Parents not too happy about zombies at Edmonds Liberty Fest Parade. Edmond, Oklahoma. Emily Lynch and her family went to this year's Liberty Fest Parade in Edmond and said they were shocked by one of the floats. The kids automatically looked at us and said, We're scared, Mommy. We're scared, Lynch said. Representatives of a few Oklahoma haunted houses and a hearse car club rode through the parade (laughs) (laughs) carrying scary creatures, including zombies. Hearsts are great, though, if you want to pick up women, because you could just throw a mattress in the back. Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh, no. You've You've got the curtains. I'm not saying this from personal experience, but you've got the curtains there. You thought about it well too much. She had a van. If you buy a hearse, I mean, you know, it hasn't done many miles and they're all short journeys. I'm under the impression that Cadillac stop people from selling hearses. I think they sell them to undertakers. Yeah, we looked into it. You can't then sell them on. Mm -hmm. They then reclaim them. So there isn't that many around that are Cadillacs, I believe. Mm -hmm. A clown walked next to the float and scared some kids in the crowd. Who all hates clowns? Everybody does almost. Cloudophobia, I believe that's called, yes. It was something Lynch called inappropriate for a family-friendly Independence Day celebration. We were kind of ticked off because it's not what we were there for. Several other parents shared those concerns on Facebook, but the folks who were on the float said it was all in good fun. We should have the freedom to do what we want to do as long as we're not hurting anyone. Who said James Fox, who was part of the haunted float in the parade. From their view, they said the reactions were different. According to those on the float, most people were smiling and waving back at them. And they aren't sorry for their entry because they said they are in the commercial float section just like other businesses advertising do. What's a clown got to do with undertaking? Just, I'm just wondering. It seems an odd choice, doesn't Maybe it? Maybe it was a zombie clown. I like the idea that as the hearse pulls into the undertakers or into the cemetery and there's a big line of clowns, you've got two people dressed up as clowns and they've got those squirty things that come out of their eyes and they're going like this and making it look like they're crying. I'm just, that would be mean, wouldn't it? It would be mean. It would be mean. I'm just saying that would be the worst, wouldn't it? Can you imagine if you go to see a funeral bereavement person and they're dressed as a clown? That could be a very difficult job, couldn't it? That probably has happened before, actually. Clowns need jobs as well, apparently. Kim, a very informative story I shall give you two points. I have a final story in the round here of Ghosts and Hauntings. Haunted celebrity Selena Scott calls in a priest and other famous faces ghostly encounters. One time, BBC presenter Selena Scott has been forced to call in a priest after discovering her house is haunted. The former face of Breakfast TV believes the kitchen in her farmhouse is being visited by ghosts who are terrifying her two dogs. The 64-year-old said, I bought an old farmhouse in Yorkshire many, many years ago, and I'd lived there quite happily until recently, when I was aware of fleeting apparitions in the kitchen. It makes you wonder what's happened, that she's lived there for many, many years, and then all of a sudden they come along. 
It makes you wonder if she's triggered something or there's an anniversary of a death, perhaps, or an or event. Or she bought something and brought it into the house. Oh, that's possible. A residual haunting, perhaps, or something's attached to a piece of furniture. It just makes me think she's said she's lived there all her life, practically, and never had a problem. And then suddenly apparitions appear what's triggered that what started that what's the catalyst is where i'm going a jar of marmalade a jar of marmalade you've been haunted by preserves have you yes they hover over your head late at night oh, do yeah. they raspberry's the worst apparently but that marmalade can creep up on you and as it's well really good on toast have you been drinking sir <laughs> and now ripon cathedral's canon paul greenwell who practices deliverance on jams and preserves is investigating the ghostly goings-on but Selena isn't the only famous face who claims to have had an encounter of the supernatural kind. Katie Price would be one example. Katie called in TV psychic Sally Morgan in 2010 when her sunbed and TV kept switching off at her Brighton mansion, which used to be a nursing home. I wonder if they saw people out there on the water paddling a coffin along. <laughs> Sally claimed to feel the presence of a woman who used to live in the house. Unlike most people, Katie, 37, seemed excited her home was haunted, saying, I love that. Can't she do tricks for me? Imagine if your eternity in the afterlife was performing tricks for a vacuous glamour model. Sounds more like purgatory to me. You actually showed me some photographs earlier on your phone, Heather, where you showed me a skull that was being used as a toilet brush. Yes. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you in your life, isn't it? <laughs> After your life. The worst thing that could happen, your skull being used as the holder for a toilet brush. Yeah. They're selling those. They're for sale, I tell you. They're out there. They're on eBay. Another is Matthew McConaughey, the Hollywood actor, starred in the film Ghosts of Girlfriends Past and even has his own ghost in real life. Matthew, 45, says his Hollywood home is haunted by a ghost he's called Madame Blue. She has no qualms with me, he said. We get along just fine. She's a cool ghost. Maybe me walking around nude all the time is the reason we get along. <laughs> as long as he leaves his orbs alone, I suspect. So Paul McCartney is getting a by with a little help from his friends after admitting the ghost of his Beatles bandmate John Lennon, who died in 1980. I've got a bone to pick with you about that. Britain and America share many cultures. We share many wondrous things. In Britain, of course, we've got hamburgers now. We've got hot dogs. We embraced Mickey Mouse, Andy Warhol, Marilyn Monroe, Hollywood, American cars. We gave you John Lennon and you shot him. <laughs> know your audience the 73 year old said if i'm at a point where i go i'm not sure about this i'll throw it across the room to john he'll say you can't go there man and i'll say you're quite right how about this yeah that's better so apparently so paul mccartney is having conversations with john lennon and finally share share ain't afraid of no ghosts the 69 year old admits i love ghosts i prefer ghosts to some people the singer believes her late husband sony bono is playing pranks on her from beyond the grave i actually think that sony makes a light go on she said i have a beautiful chandelier that he makes the light go on when it is impossible there is no power on when asked what the difference was between light and hard sure said sony could sleep with a light on <laughs> <laughs> i've got time that comes to the end of the round that is ghosts and hauntings greg is yet to score i am racing into a lead on four points kim is on two and heather is currently on minus three as we run into the woods looking up at the sky with a laser pen in our hand in the round that is ufos and cryptozoology heather you need the points what have you got tonight in the round of ufos and cryptozoology i'm going to the uk you are everything happens there is it ufos or cryptozoology it's ufos excellent news okay you uk's x-files to be released within eight months we've got long to wait then no the british government has confirmed that several more ufo documents are still on track to be released the secretive files have remained a subject of controversy and debate in recent years due to the fact that their release date has been repeatedly pushed back for no discernible reason I bet they just haven't got the manpower. I bet there's a lot of files and they just have got one person sat in a room, you know, with files piled up, very dusty, and they just haven't got it going on. That very well could be. The documents are of particular interest to UFO investigators as they are believed to include new information about the 1980 Rendlesham Forest UFO case 
in which several U.S. Air Force personnel witnessed a strange object in the woods near RAF Woodbridge in Suffolk. That is our Roswell. We had that incident happen in 1980 just I, outside of an American air base, and that's our Roswell. That yeah, is. we actually did a story on that not too long ago about yep. the yep. the guy that was uh, involved in part of that, one of the U.S. Although they, 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 spoke. they didn't mm-hmm. have any footage of it, but they actually ran uh, the equivalent of a tape recorder back then, I guess. We'd have yep. a digital DVR now, but the... Uh, American services that went to check on that just outside in the woods there of an army base. And you've got to remember that back in 1980, there was lots of people campaigning American air bases in Britain because those aeroplanes were housing nuclear weapons. And so we were housing America's nuclear weapons and arsenals on British soil. And that was one of the ways we managed to uh, bomb Libya is that the American planes flew out of Britain to bomb Libya back in the day and then came back to Britain again. So there were lots of people out there trying to stop these planes and there were people camping in the woods in various places. So it doesn't surprise me they had security forces out there. But you're absolutely right, there is a tape. If people want to hear that on YouTube, uh, you can hear um, what was going on between all those officers as they ran out into the woods to check on what that was, and you can hear what's being said backwards and forwards as they explain what they're seeing and what they're hearing of that UFO landing there. There is still a light at the end of the tunnel, however, as last week Defense Minister Earl Howe maintained that the files would be getting released to the National Archives within eight months. The latest estimate of which the 18 files will be delivered to the National Archive is before March 2016, so you're not going to have to wait too long. He said in response to a query about the issue from Lord Black of Brentwood. Is that an actual title lord black yes indeed when you say lord black i want to go (laughs) i know right you'll be seeing lord black (laughs) great just me okay (laughs) uh the national archives will make the necessary judgment about when they release these files to the public do you think lord black's related to l gray i'm just saying do you think that's (laughs) no just me then okay <laughs> he married Miss White from the Clue Board, and that was where things went from I there. I see how that works. Yeah. This massive delay will have conspiracy theorists up in arms. It looks like the MOD is stalling. Former MOD UFO researcher Nick Pope had previously stated in response to the issue, the suspicion will be that there is a bombshell in these files and that the ministry does not know how to handle it. I can understand why conspiracy theorists will be angry and suspicious. They will be. What I will say, though, is Britain has released most of their information. Um, America's one of the countries in the world that hasn't released hardly anything. But most of the other countries around the world have actually released all their files because they don't think there's anything worthy in them. What, what does it matter if a farmer in Wales has looked up and seen a light going over his farm? What does it matter if some strange guy, you know, living in Liverpool has seen something land in his garden? They don't see this as being a problem anymore. So they have released practically everything and france has released them and brazil has released them and australia all around the world they're releasing all these reports of ufo sightings and government documents because the government just doesn't think for one moment it's a problem why why would it be an issue they're just strange lights it doesn't affect them anymore but america's still clinging on in grim hope uh, perhaps that they don't need to release those files I have a story here that says this disc-shaped UFO was snapped at Stonehenge, hovering over the stones. Stonehenge has always been a magnet for unusual stories and unbelievable myths, but this latest tale could be out of this world. The image captured by a space enthusiast just days before the summer solstice seems to show an unusual object hovering above those famous stones in Wiltshire. The photograph was shared on the UFO sightings blog this week with details about the craft. The poster, named as David Jacobson, claimed the unidentified flying object was black and around 20 to 30 foot. Greg, have you ever seen anything that large and black? Nope. The stone circle is a common sight of UFO appearances and files declassified by the government, featuring a number of weird spots between 2007 and 2009. Known as Britain's X-Files, the details included another UFO spotted in Stonehenge, described as a disc shape. 
The email dated January the 14th, 2009 said, I thought that I would send you these digital photographs because they were taken a couple of years ago at Stonehenge of all places, so are possibly significant. Upon uploading them to my computer, I spotted the disc shapes in the background. Stonehenge took nearly 1,500 years to build and was believed to be constructed between 3,000 and 2,000 BC. It's just a shame they never finished it, really, isn't it? (laughs) Although some some of the stone Features from the local quarries on Salisbury Plain, others have been traced to the Presilly Hills in Wales, nearly 200 miles away. This has given rise to the theory that it was constructed as a landing area by extraterrestrial beings. I bet this was a giant alien fast food drive through. I think they're flying through our universe. They see Stonehenge. It's the stone arches. See what I'm saying? And they come through. <laughs> there's a drive-in. Off they go. They're using Earth as a giant memo pad. All these crop circles. They're just writing messages to one another. Like having memos pinned to the fridge door. This is all we are. We are. Earth is a giant memo pad on a fridge door for every alien going through our galaxy, I tell you. Can we fire him? Can you fire me? <laughs> <laughs> I shall give myself... Two points. I am now on six. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Five billion-year-old deep space signal detected. Wow. Astronomers in Australia have picked up cosmic radio waves originating, originating from a distant galaxy. The signal was detected by the Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder, ASCAP, Ask what? (laughs) ASCAP. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) A new radio telescope located approximately 300 kilometers inland from Geraldton on the country's west coast. The project is designed to locate distant galaxies beyond the detection range of most other radio telescopes, a goal made possible by ASCAP's fast survey speed and high sensitivity. I wondered what it was. It did have me wondering. (laughs) This latest signal, which originates from a galaxy known as PKS-B, 1740-517. 1740-517. Got that? They've always got really catchy <laughs> names. Do you think the people on that planet are realizing they're called that? You know, we, we call ourselves... We're all just numbers. I know. We call ourselves Earth, but in a distant galaxy, there's an alien looking up saying, look at that little blue marble up there. Oh, that'll be PK57318928. See? <laughs> catchy, right? Yes. Uh, it is over 5 billion years old and exhibits a cold hydrogen gas imprint, the foundation for the formation of new stars. The find is particularly encouraging and opens up the doors to more discoveries in the future. We'll be hunting for galaxies that are 5 to 8 billion years old, a time span that represents only one-fifth of the universe's history. We want to learn how much hydrogen galaxies had in this period for forming stars. Until now, we've had few tools for doing that. Does it go on to say what they think that is? It says it's picked up some sort of signal. From it doesn't a distant say galaxy. anything about that at I all. Know, it kind of, that was the opening sentence. Right. That's what draws you in. It says, we picked up a signal from five billion years ago and never mentions it again. It's ridiculous. I want to do more research. I shall take points away for just oh, no. teasing me. You are back <laughs> on one point. I have one more story tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. It says, space probe Philae could be sitting on a comet that is teeming with life astronomers have claimed but that theory is was seen as too far-fetched when Philae was built so it was not fitted with a life detecting kit the scientists believe microorganisms which are active at temperatures of minus 40 degrees celsius are probably causing activity below the dry icy crust professor chandra wick ramasinga of cardiff university there's a nice traditional welsh name <laughs> isn't it kim i know you've got some welsh heritage do you have any wick ramasinga people in your family Hunga Munga what yes who helped plan the mission 15 years ago said i wanted to include a very inexpensive life detection experiment at the time it was thought very bizarre and didn't get included data from the comet seems to unequivocally point to microorganisms being involved he and colleague dr max wallace from the university of cardiff believe that 67p that's the name of the comet <laughs> you think they'd come up with better names at Just, least it's a shorter number i know you could call it janet or colin or gavin or anything 67p <laughs> that's how much a mars bar is in britain at the moment another comets like it could provide homes for living microbes they do believe that life on earth of course was uh, brought from a comet that hit the earth and then spread bacteria and went from there 
Rosetta, the European spacecraft orbiting the comet, is also said to have picked up strange clusters of organic material that look suspiciously like viral particles. This, too, is not equipped to search for direct evidence of life after a proposal to include this in the mission was allegedly laughed at. They said we don't need anything on there to pick up or pinpoint life and now they think they've got some and they haven't got the tools to look at it comets may have helped to sow the seeds of life on earth and possibly other planets such as mars early in the life of the solar system fillet made history last november after detaching from its rosetta mothership and bouncing down onto the surface of the comet coming to rest close to a cliff or crater wall after being forced into hibernation by the lack of sunlight reaching its solar panels, the probe has delighted scientists by waking up as the comet races towards the sun. The comet, described as looking like a rubber duck, has two lobes joined by a thinner neck and measures around four kilometres, which is 2.5 miles across. Currently, it is about 167 million miles away from Earth and travelling at more than 73 miles an hour kim thought a comet was a star with a tail and asked greg if he could name one he replied yes and said lassie (laughs) (laughs) stay with me for more of the same ghostly news after these short messages from our sponsors the lakes area paranormal interest group meets bi-monthly to discuss all things paranormal the group's primary focus is on the topic of ufos but they also delve into alien reductions cryptozoology stonehenge fast food bigfoot crop circles and ghosts come with an open mind and be prepared to discover the who what when where why and how of these phenomena meetings are from 7 to 9 p.m central time in the banquet room of the american legion club in wake park minnesota for more information visit their website lapig.org for people who believe that standing in a cold dark basement in the middle of the night for hours and end is perfectly normal the minnesota chapter of the mutual ufo network mufon meets the second saturday of every month at the new brighton community center new brighton minnesota meetings are from 2 to 5 p.m central and include investigation reports open mic book reviews videos and guest speakers anyone with an interest in ufos is welcome to attend for anyone who's experienced a ufo sighting or knows someone who has this is the place to be meeting agendas driving directions and tons of ufo information can be found at mnmufon.org i would love to hear from you if you would like your business or product advertised live on more questions and answers reaching the nation and beyond with informative well-educated listeners of good taste and a love of the paranormal and all things oddly intriguing in the lyrics and the words of the reggae legend that is johnny nash there are indeed more questions than answers and the more i find out the less i know which means I'm probably less intelligent than when the show started. I am your host, Adrian Lee, famous for being banned in Lithuania and for the annoying inability to not be able to say Abominable Snowman live on air. Welcome back for the second part of tonight's show. If you have just joined us, then where have you been? And what could have been more important? If you have stayed with me, then let me raise your spirits further by saying that we still have 50% of the show still left to go. Hurrah and a happy dance around the bedroom. Remember, you can contact the show at any time via our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories and much, much more can be found in glorious detail and technicolor for your perusal, including all the photographs and videos that accompany our stories. If you wish to see the UFOs hovering above Stonehenge, you're more than welcome to do so. There's also creepy clouds on there that look like ghosts you can also write to me and send me your stories at mqta at rocketmail.com and my twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips is also available for you to join us in the madness we currently have 56,000 followers on there so you're welcome to come and have some fun I also want to remind you that we are now on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you wish to catch up with our archives that go back over two years, you can catch up on any of our shows. Go to soundcloud.com and type in MQTA Radio. And remember, at the end of every show, we have 20 to 25 minutes that we can't possibly read out live on air for fear of being removed or being fined. We have a round called Not For Your Mother which is for people that aren't of a delicate disposition. The stories of the week from around the world that we can't read out 
live on air. So join us on SoundCloud at MQTA Radio. I've now been handed a fresh cup of tea and the promise of cookies. I have fresh flashlight batteries and my mother has thankfully stopped snoring from the room next door. So onwards we march into the round that is strange and bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are strange, that are bizarre, but don't fit into any other category, but are too good not to read out live on darkmatterradio.net. Heather, what have you got for me in the round of the strange and the bizarre? I have a baby shark that falls from the sky into family's yard. Into their yard? Yep. At least it doesn't fall into their swimming pool while they're in there swimming around. <laughs> in the Sharknado movies, a freak storm picks up man-eating sharks and tosses them onto land to devour innocent people. I've, you've actually watched these movies? I've never seen one. I can't I have think to, of anything there's worse. There's a Sharknado 3 coming out. There's That's like all I know. There's croctopus and all kinds of weird things out there. I, croctopus. I'd rather have, I'd rather have my testings drawn out before my very eyes and have to sit or through that. How about that, that uh, Facebook thing I posted for you where it showed them on inner tubes in the lake oh, with their feet dangling, the watching Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Someone had erected a huge sheet. Was it a sheet? Almost like a driving movie. It was one of those yeah. inflatable screens. Ah, oh, and they put it on the edge of a lake and everyone was sat in inner tubes on the lake watching the film jaws I <laughs> that's mean, I great that's remarkable <laughs> in iowa no one can hear you scream well this is absurd because sharks don't just fall from the sky but last friday in virginia beach that actually happened this could be the shark house but hopefully not too many more will be falling from the sky sue bowser Sue Bowser. Well, that's what she said. This anyway. is unlucky. Can you imagine how unlucky you would have to be to die by swimming in your swimming pool and in the backyard, a shark <laughs> comes out of the sky, falls into the swimming pool and then eats you. You'd have to think you were thinking you were pretty safe going around in your swimming pool. Well, the only thing you'd have to worry about would be like corn plasters that had come off people's feet and oh, things like that. Oh, that's disgusting. That's the worst you've got to worry about in a swimming baths, isn't it? Swallowing <laughs> someone else's corn plaster. That and then a shark oh, comes out God. of the sky. Baby Ruth Candy bars. This could oh, also no. be a <laughs> Yes, this is also true. Don't try anything in a swimming pool that looks like it's chocolate would be my advice. Well, anyway, this Sue Bowser uh, also said that her kids found it and they came upstairs and they were really excited and said, we found a shark. Doubting the kids. Don't lie, son. You're going to bed with no dinner. <laughs> well, she actually doubted the kids and soon found out it was no joke. That's Bowser one of those said, land sharks you read so much about. They yeah. come in land at night time and mess up your garbage. Bowser, That's why your garbage cans are knocked over. They're eating all your garbage, I tell you. They're a menace. <laughs> sharks coming in land. I think it was a bad idea we climbed out the trees in the first place, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Bowser said the 13-inch baby shark fell from the grips of a huge bird high above the tree. Oh, so apparently go. a bird picked it, lost it its up. dinner. It was dead when it landed on the concrete slab next to the small pond, that's convenient, in the backyard. Bowser tucked it away in her freezer bag in the garage right next to her homemade applesauce. I would what like a bizarre <laughs> detail. Right next to a bicycle, a lawnmower, and a half-finished jigsaw puzzle. How random. I would like to preserve the shark because a lot of people have asked about it. I'd chase people around with it. I'd chase the cat around the house with it. <laughs> I'd shove my hand up its bottom. It'd be like a glove puppet. Oh, no. And I'd be going... <laughs> it'd be running around the house chasing the cat, going... <laughs> with teeth going together. Can you imagine nibbling on someone's ear? You could fiddle with their ear, couldn't you? You could go up to someone and go... In their ear. Oh, wow. Shark glove puppets. I'd hide in the toilet and I would come up with you the shark hide, glove puppet. You would hide the shark would, in our toilet. It would be worth it. <laughs> that yes. Is probably this true. is true. What are you doing in there, Greg? I'm shark fishing. It's, you need bigger bait than that, mate. Anyway, Bowser said she thought it was just so unique. That's why she saved it. It's been a week of pictures and showing off sharky which she named him. Sharky. Imaginative. Two family and friends. He's become the talk of the neighborhood. Well, no wonder. The family hasn't said if they would bury the shark or toss it unceremoniously into the the garbage. Oh, Oh, in the garbage. Down the toilet. Now, this is the best part. Bowser said that the Virginia Aquarium wasn't interested in taking the animal. Well, it's dead. Yes. I tried to give (laughs) my, I tried to give my dead lion to the local zoo and they weren't interested. It's dead. <laughs> it's dead. And I suspect they probably have some live ones, don't they? I, I would, would hope. hope. I would hope so. <laughs> what a fabulous story. I shall give you a multitude of points, and you are now on minus two. <laughs> 
I have a story here that says Dr. Claims vampires are scared to come forward in case they're laughed at. Vampires are refusing to divulge their fondness for blood to doctors because they're afraid they might get ridiculed. Research has shown that the bloodsuckers are using nefarious means to stay under the radar. By the way, we've been doing this show for two years. I just think that's the first time I've used the word nefarious. Points to be had. (laughs) In case they are laughed at or even treated for a mental health disorder. DJ Williams, director of social work at Idaho State University, headed up the research which found the real vampires, those who consume other people's blood in the hope of sustenance, were afraid of stereotyping. Having studied vampires for almost 10 years, Williams said that there is no common vampire and they can be anything from doctors to lawyers. Who'd have thought a lawyer could have been a vampire? (laughs) They are successful, ordinary people, he says, although he admits they are finding it difficult to make acquaintances with people who will allow them to drink their blood. Well, you don't bring that up on a first date, do you? Do you hear what I'm saying? That would be a one hefty love bite, wouldn't it? You're looking at me as if I'm mad. It's true. That would be the end of it for me. The moment she says she's a vampire, game over. Never date hairdressers, strippers, women called Tiffany or vampires. <laughs> Williams and another researcher gathered responses from 11 people who have been vampires for many years and who gain consent from those they drink blood from. Although it's thought there are thousands around the world. The procedure involves making a small cut in the chest area so they can then get a small amount of blood, which they believe gives them energy. There's many diseases that can be passed through blood. You'd have to find out and screen the person you're drinking blood from, I would guess. The real vampire community seems to be an ethical one, Williams reveals. Most vampires believe that they were born that way. They don't choose this way of life. There is, in fact, a vampire fan club. Did you know that? A vampire fan club. You probably need to send them your name, address and blood group, I would suggest. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange (laughs) and the Bizarre? Some people age three times faster than others. Wow. Everyone's now looking around the room waiting for the first comment. Is there going to be one? No. No. (laughs) But everybody's thinking it. Scientists have discovered that a person's biological age and chronological age can be vastly different. Oh, hang on a second. You showed me an app on a phone, Kim, not so long ago. You said if I take your photograph, this app will tell me how old you are. And yes. you took a photograph of me. We was in the car park outside the local bar because that's where we hang out, isn't it? And you took a photograph of me and it came back and it was a year older than what I actually am. And I was very, very disappointed. And mine came back 10 years younger than what I actually am. Yes. And we demanded a drugs test and a recount. <laughs> Unbelievable. You don't look a day over 56, Kim. <laughs> Lots of points for you. <laughs> Lots of points for me. Okay, I'll give myself minus one. I'm now on six. <laughs> it would seem to stand a reason that two healthy 30-year-olds will exhibit similar physical and cognitive capabilities, yet according to new research, it is possible for some people to age must, much faster than others, regardless well, of how married. long they've been yeah, it's alive. it's just to do with being married and all sorts of things. <laughs> what you eat, exercise, being married. How much exercise you do? Why did you bring that up twice? What, being married? I never had grey hairs until I met American women. I can take my shirt off and show them to you. I think he's proposing. No, I don't like... (laughs) You're not my type, Nathan. I know the laws have changed, but I'll draw the line somewhere. I don't need advice from an attorney that badly. (laughs) The discovery was made following a US study of 38-year-olds which looked at a number of health indicators including heart health, cholesterol levels, and lung function. While most of the group's biological and chronological ages turned out to be more or less the same, for a small number, there were stark differences. Some of the volunteers appeared to have aged up to three times more in the same amount of time, while others had barely even aged at all. We set out to measure measure aging in these relatively young people, said lead scientist Dr. Dan Belsky, Most studies of aging look at seniors, but if we want to be able to prevent age-related disease, we're going to have to start studying aging in young people. Yes, cut them open and count the rings. That's what I say. (laughs) Several of the individuals who appeared to be aging abnormally fast had reportedly experienced more difficulty undertaking physical tasks and had poorer balance and problem-solving skills. 
Already before midlife, individuals who were aging more rapidly were less physically able, showed cognitive decline and brain aging, self-reported worse health, and looked older. Wow. Have you seen? I, 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 this was literally on the news today, and I, I don't wish to, you know, beat up on the poor lady. Has anyone seen Meg Ryan recently? No. Oh, my Mm-mm. God. It's the first time she's been seen out in public for 14 months, apparently. And uh, if people are interested, I was reading an article in the Daily Mirror British newspaper today, and it said this is what Meg Ryan looks like now. She could have walked past me. I wouldn't have recognized her. Talking of, you know plastic surgery and poorly aged 53 i believe she is but uh, there is a whole you know world out there on facebook isn't there of showing celebrities and how badly they've aged i find it very odd people tend to age in spurts you could spend 10 years of your life looking fairly similar and then all of a sudden you have like six months where everything just falls apart and then you go another 10 years i know that i grew three or four shoe sizes when i was 18 i had a growth spurt at 18 and grew you know i just grew out of my shoes constantly it was ridiculous and so i'm six foot two now but all my friends that i went to school with were the same height as me when i was at school and now when i have a you know a reunion and we have a school reunion and we'll get back together i'm a foot taller than everyone else which is really odd for me because i remember us all being the same height it's very strange they must have shrunk is what i'm believing this is where we are we have more rain in britain because i've spent five years over here now they've all shrunk in the wash and i've remained being six foot two that is my theory and i'm sticking to it have you got one more story for me heather in the round of the strange and the bizarre i do police seek help after nut theft nut theft surely you'd notice the fact wouldn't you i wonder where mine went (laughs) your wife's got them in her handbag They actually posted a mugshot of a squirrel. A squirrel? Yes. A squirrel. There's always a squirrel story, isn't there? Yes, there is. You do realise you're on minus two at the moment, don't you? Don't care. Okay. Shelby Township, (laughs) Michigan. Police in suburban Detroit are having a little fun while asking for help from the public in figuring out who swiped roughly 28,000 pounds of packed nuts. Wow. I know, right? The Shelby Township Police Department says a truck and trailer packed with 18 pallets of walnuts and other snack nuts were taken the weekend of June 27th. The kids at my school were so rough to me. It was East London. It was a really rough school. When they found out I had a peanut allergy, they mixed peanut M&Ms and chocolate M&Ms together and made me play Russian roulette. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it was terrible. Never known anything like it. Police say the truck and trailer were found July 1st in Detroit, but the nuts worth more than $128,000 were gone. Golden nuts. Wow. Yeah, we had golden nuts last week, remember? Yes, if anyone wants to go back and listen to our golden nuts story, it's available on SoundCloud, apparently, (laughs) on MQTA Radio. (laughs) The department on Tuesday issued an appeal for information on its Facebook page, posting a mugshot of a squirrel... A squirrel, along with no, no, it's not a squirrel. Details of the it's case. not a squirrel. It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. It's got two R's in the middle. It's not a squirrel, Kim. Squirrel. <laughs> it's a squirrel. Squirrel. You say squirrel. I squirrel. say squirrel. Squirrel. I'm squirrel. outdated. Uh, police and outvoted as well, no doubt. Police in the Macomb County community have had a few noteworthy animal encounters recently. Rounding up a goat in a parking lot and capturing a stray pig. So now they're looking for a squirrel. Honestly, Your Honor, Honor, I was innocent. I was just rounding up the goat in the car park, I swear. Where would the squirrel pack away that many nuts? In a big tree. That's got to be the Donald Donald Trump of the squirrel world, isn't it? Well, you'd think they'd be able to find the squirrel based on where all of those are at. Yes, just just go after the fattest squirrel and you'll find them all. Was the squirrel holding up a truck or something? Did they have like a bandana on and a gun and was saying, put the nuts in the bag and no one gets hurt? The godfather of squirrels. The godfather of squirrels. (laughs) Unbelievable. I have a story here with more wildlife involved. It says pink and white pigeon photographed in the UK. If you're on the market for a reminder that Mother Nature and its wacky ways are nothing short of amazing, look no further than this piece of news. In a nutshell... See what I did there. (laughs) People living in the town of Bolton in the United Kingdom claim to have recently spotted a pink and white pigeon flying around and that they even have photographs proving that they are no liars. 
One of these photographs clearly shows a pigeon whose plumage is white and pink. Thus, the bird's head is the only part of the body sporting mainstream grey feathers. According to the Daily Mail, the bird was spotted and photographed by a 58-year-old man named David Taylor and a 27-year-old woman named Gemma Pidluski. Both agree they have never seen anything like it. I saw a pink bird on the roof of the house opposite me and I couldn't believe my eyes. It looked very unusual so I grabbed my camera because I didn't think anyone would believe me if I told them what I'd seen, David said in a statement. I have just been sitting at home and a pink pigeon has landed on my shed roof. Is it real? I have googled it and sure enough there are pink pigeons this is yet to be confirmed but the chances are that the bird's peculiar colors are due to its diet apparently of pink lemonade fairy cakes and jello the pigeon has now been caught and apparently it tastes like chicken (laughs) (laughs) we crawl into the last round that is called not for your mother this is for our listeners on soundcloud and itunes this is an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't put out live on darkmatterradio.net for fear of being removed from the radio or having a hefty fine these are the stories from around the world that are laden with innuendo and sexual intrigue that your mother wouldn't want to listen to if she was of a nervous disposition if there are any miners in the room take them outside and tell them to play with the dead shark heather what have you got for me in the round of not for your mother you are currently on minus two you like biking do i like biking yeah i want to ride my bicycle i like cycling i'm a good fan of the cycle yep happy to that's wonderful the cyclist with an erection is removed from the naked bike ride there you go Wow. <laughs> that wasn't the Tour de France by any chance, was it? No. Okay. A cyclist was removed from the world naked bike ride after getting an erection. The naked cycling event in Kent. Naked cycling event. Naked cycling I event. I hope they had saddles on those bikes. Uh, me too. Uh, it's where men and women all let it all hang out for the day. Saw Great. one nude rider get overexcited and aroused. That's got to be a little bit painful i'm just wondering i'm thinking about that in my mind and it's like a metronome going backwards and forwards terrible what about a unicycle (laughs) unicycle (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't say what he's riding does it by any chance (laughs) no the woman next to him tried to change gear three times oh no (laughs) witnesses say police led the man away after stunned participants watching the race notice the issue the issue he's having issues it must yes. close to the end of the bike ride he needed a kickstand oh there you go wow who knew kim's being funny <laughs> <laughs> we've one, been at it for two years to be fair one witness told the cambridge news it's fair to say that he was overexcited and got aroused it looked like he was enjoying the event a bit too much in response to complaints posted on Facebook, writer-organizer Barry Freeman said, we do not accept this behavior, and he was dealt with and removed before the ride started. Did he win? Was there a photo finish and he just nudged her head? Is that what happened? Oh, no. How did the You're trying to be away? funny. Oh, no. Who knew? <laughs> That's the last thing we want on an entertainment show on the radio. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Man receives $750,000 settlement because prison officials ignored his erection. What is it with you two? What have you been searching all week on the news? What, what have you been typing in to your Google there to get all this news? I erase the cash. Wow, Kim's wearing glasses, I noticed. <laughs> what are you searching for? What are you typing in? What are I your told key- you I erased it all. You'll never know. We'll never know. Never You've know. taken it with you. Yes. Okay, so you have a story of another erection, do you? Yes. They're popping up all over the place, aren't they? It's ridiculous. <laughs> a former inpaid, inmate has reportedly won a $750,000 settlement against correction officers and doctors for negligence. A correction th- officer? What are they trying to do? Straighten it up or something? Is it going around the corner? <laughs> he can only hope. <laughs> wow. He's uh, they spoiling them. They allowed a six-day erection to go untreated. Six days. <laughs> oh. And what's the problem again? <laughs> <laughs> they took my manhood," said Rodney Cotton. 
It's embarrassing. We're here to create. I can't perform my duties as a man. Wait a second. We're here to create. Not in prison. Not in prison. I was going to say, what are his duties as a man in prison then out of interest? Don't and what is he doing to get six days out of that? Uh, I'm, just, you, I'm just wondering, not for he's myself. Got, he's got a, the pen at the ready, Kim. Better tell him. Yes. And Nathan's <laughs> interested, so I thought I'd make notes for him. <laughs> Cotton received the settlement money from Manhattan Detention Center. I know I go through this joke every week, but is that a prison full of hardened criminals? <laughs> There's not a week goes past where I don't crack that joke and it makes me laugh. Cotton had been prescribed an antipsychotic drug, Risperdal, for bipolar disorder. But the erection was an adverse side effect and has left him with Who said permanent it's injuries. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be embarrassing in prison, isn't it? I'm just saying, there's no way to hide, is there? You can hang your soap on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're producing that now at the Vatican. It's called Pope on a Rope. <laughs> he says, if I had a choice between the reward and having my manhood restored, I'd have my manhood restored in a heartbeat. Well, what they do? Cut it off? I was going to say, he'd rather have a six-day erection than $750,000. Well, he originally that's... sued for $10 million. Really? Yes. Holy smokes. Um, he said, I had to wear briefs or boxers. I couldn't wear jeans. They made me walk around like that for almost pr- a week. You can't wear jeans in prison anyway. I bet he couldn't wear a pair of shorts either. Just saying. Uh, he saw a few doctors. By the time he got to the third doctor, that, that doctor sent him to the hospital for emergency services. There he also had stitches, which oh, no. he was told would fall out, fall out on their own but which instead became embedded in the skin of his penis, causing further injury. At least it wasn't in the embedded of someone else's. I was thinking you were going to read out they got embedded in someone else's. So that did have a fairly good ending. It came up at the end there. Wow. I have a no, sto- it went down at the end It there. went down. He was entertaining the other prisoners by making balloon models. Look, here's a camel. And he's manipulating. You see what I'm doing? Here's a dolphin. Balloon models entertaining the prisoners. Spurned woman attacked boyfriend in drunken rage after he refused to have sex with her. A seemingly scorned woman has been accused of launching a vicious assault on her boyfriend after he refused to have sex with her. Police said Tabitha Lee Grooms, 35, set upon her partner Carlos Rodriguez, Grace, as well as her own mother, Betty Clark, 66, during her rage. Angry that Mr. Grace, 30, had rejected her advances earlier in the day, she reportedly went out drinking before returning home at around 11.30pm. She then reported to have scratched his face, head and neck, drawing blood, and also bit his left forearm while he was sitting on the couch. I'm sure he now needs a tetanus shot. I've seen this poor woman, and she has the kind of teeth druids would worship around in the summer solstice. <laughs> you are welcome to see this, by the way. It's on our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. The incident occurred at the groom's home in Augusta, Georgia, where she lives with her boyfriend and mother on Wednesday. A police report written by Richmond's County Sheriff Deputy Philip Clark indicates that groom also verbally abused Mr. Grace. She apparently told him she f's anyone else because he would not f her and also punched her mother mrs clark in the left eye i don't know why that's wow. funny it would be a sad state of affairs if that every girl that turned me down i then went home and punched my mother that's a bit terrible poor woman would be black and blue he escaped to the bathroom and called 911 reports the daily new york news Grooms, who's reportedly admitted to the police that she had been drinking, was charged with simple battery and family violence and taken to Richmond County Jail. It is unclear if and when she will appear in court. If that doesn't work, you need to go down and flirt at the retirement home because you wouldn't be able to punch their mothers, would you? They're probably outside watching all the surfers going past on coffins. (laughs) Heather, what have you got for me finally in the round? Of not feel I saw a picture of her, by the way. She kind of looked like Hillbilly Bugs Bunny. It's not good news, poor it's lady. Not, we shouldn't it's... make fun of her because it's uh, it's easy, to be honest. So we, 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 we <laughs> oh. won't go there. But if people wish to see who got turned down for shenanigans on that particular evening, you're more than welcome to do so. And I don't blame the gentleman, is all I'm saying. Are you ready? Is this the best story of the night, is it? Best. Are you going to win all your points back? Every single one of them. Okay. We're poised, moist and raring to go. Speeding banana causes penis injury in bizarre drive-by incident. What on earth? 
Have you been looking up this week? What do you stumble across when you're typing in words like penis and banana and split and injury and throbbing and prisoners? Member. Okay, carry on. As Um, you were, madam. A Massachusetts man became the victim of a bizarre drive-by incident involving a high-speed banana that Mm. left him with injuries to his penis that required medical attention. What was it, fired out of a cannon or something? Was he just passing by this banana? (laughs) Did someone throw it out of the window of a car? Ah! Uh, (laughs) According to police, the victim was found lying on the side of the road near the convenience store in Westfield, Massachusetts. Did his banana split? Oh, (laughs) when asked about his injuries, he said that he was hit in the genitals by a banana thrown from a speeding car window. (laughs) (laughs) Bananas are curved. At some point, he's going to come back and he's going to catch it. Like a boomerang, a boomerang banana. The male party stated he was struck in the banana by a banana. (laughs) (laughs) The injured man was taken to Noble Hospital where he was not admitted but did get a sick note giving him off work for the following day. He's lucky he could have been bent over doing his shoelaces up. The local police haven't been able to uh, identify the banana. I can imagine <laughs> they've got all the all the suspects in a line. There's a series of bananas lined up. Well, it's number ha- three. It's number three. I think the squirrel maybe is helping hide now. <laughs> oh, uh, they haven't been able to find any evidence to back up the projectile banana claim. Uh, on officers Maza's words, the search for the rogue banana was fruitless. Wow. <laughs> Beware of speeding bananas. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. Greg is at last place. He has the K2 meter with the dead battery on one point for saying that he's never come across anything large and black. Kim is currently in second place on one point. Heather is on minus two. I am the runaway leader of tonight's quiz show in a resplendent first place with the $33,000 IR camera on seven points do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee or you can email me your stories at mqta at rocketmail.com you can also join me and follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember we are also on soundcloud if you tune in to soundcloud now if you go to soundcloud.com and type in mqta radio there will be an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show called not for your mother that we can't possibly read out live on air the stories from around the world this week that have innuendo are laden with sexual intrigue that we would get fined if we read out so they are available for you but we are one or two weeks behind on our archives my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Ton drainer kim and greg gore and all at the international paranormal society at intparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.